All right, welcome to another edition of Second Floor Podcast. We've got my two best brothers, Cassius representing Q Films, Karam representing ITD Academy, and your boy, Kenny Buller, representing Brave MMA and Fitness. And we're just three homies that, you know, are on the Second Floor Podcast for a reason. We feel like every aspect of our life, we want to level up. From finances to career to personal life to relationships. And we feel like it's our duty to have conversations that we have together on air explicitly for our audience to learn from our mistakes, to elevate in every aspect of your life based off what we've experienced, and for you to take shit to the next level. Because why settle for less when you only have one life to live? On today's roster of topics, number one, we've got the element of, you know, what is it that you personally do to gain the respect of your peers? That's your homies that you hang out with. That's people you work with. That's people you work for and people that work under you. Like, what, what do you do really to gain that respect? The next thing in line on our topics is we're going to go over what is it really that makes us want to run a business overworking in a corporate atmosphere. We've all done it. We've all been there. We all see how much better it is to be on the other side. But uh, let's get honest. Let's really share. Like, why go through, let's face it, the struggles that we face and continue to face to run our own business. And then lastly, Trudeau, bro, man is uh, in a in a, in a a pickle right now. And can the guy really run a country when he can't run his household? Jeez. So that's a little bit of spice. <laughs> so... Gentlemen, whatever you guys would like to start off, I got my bubbly, our unofficial sponsor, and uh, I'm I'm ready. So, what you guys tell me? Which topic? Cash, just start us off. <laughs> start Damn. us off with a topic. Uh, okay. Why don't we talk about Trudeau straight up? Damn, straight, straight to the straight you to the point. You see how he wanted to go current events, bro. This is back to, to his strategy, events. right? So you tell us, bro. If you want to start talking about it, let's face it. Can a man? Or woman who is in a very high power of a position, if they're actually genuinely in a divorce, going through a divorce, can they still separate that and run their country or their business just as successfully? Because let's face it, it's not just we're not just politics here. We're we're we're, we're a business podcast. So what if this person was running an empire? Is that divorce going to affect the way they do things personally? And do you think Trudeau personally is struggling right now to keep things together because of his divorce? Divorce! <laughs> uh, well, I think, uh, just, just my opinion, I think this was a strategic announcement, right? So this has probably been going on for a long time before they decided to announce it to the world. I think, I think a guy like him isn't just going to flat out just come out and be like, oh, like I'm separating now. Um, I feel like they've probably talked for a long time and decided strategically on how they want to present it to the world. But in terms of business, I think, uh, actually, I'll, I'll go this. In terms of looks, it doesn't look good on him for sure. I think like it's, he's kind of on his kind of, you know, I would say later part of his career in terms of like him being at the top, you know, being prime minister. But I mean, if you're a politician and you are in getting criticized at every angle, this is just a huge blow on him, right? Because it's it doesn't look good, right? If you're you don't like you said, if you don't have your household together, like people just kind of look at that as like, 
you know, it, it it doesn't look good on him. Not saying that he can't run and do his do his thing, can't run 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 a you know run a country or whatnot. But from a look, almost like a brand standpoint, you talk about business, it does not look good. It's like uh, when when you want people look at leaders and look at it holistically, right? Right, a leader or a person that you uh, want to run your country, you're looking at. Um, do they have a good household? Do they have a wife, kids? Like the kind of the dream, the American dream, as they would say, right? If everything looks good, right? And that's how Trudeau came in, right? Young, good-looking, wife, kids, you know, coming in with this like young energy. It was kind of same like, you know, Barack Obama, right? When he came into power, it was like, oh, you know, wife, kids, all that. And, um, and again, I'm not huge into politics, but I just think that if you don't have your own quote-unquote shit together and your divorce, it doesn't look good from, from that standpoint. I, I can absolutely agree on the concept of Trudeau ending things with his now ex-wife. It, it's not the fact that they've ended it that depreciates his stock value. It's the fact that this has decided to become so public in the first place. I, I don't know how much you could perhaps keep this under wraps until some sort of leak goes out that it's the case. But I'm on the premise of, and I thought about this, that what happens in your family when you are that high of a level of power should stay private. Because now, let's face it, us talking about it, what we've seen online, let's go back to the concept of respect. It, it, there is the element of, oh, like the, the fact that we're questioning, can you run our country? Like, let's face it, you should still be able to. Like, at the end of the day, like, separate... Okay, we're back. I'm going to finish my point. Uh, I just wanted to make sure that our audio quality is still of the utmost highest level. Uh, but yeah, back to what I was saying. Like, ultimately, beyond reasonable doubt, one should still be able to separate at that high of a level anything happening personally that is separate from what you're doing to get the job done. Now, let's face it. When Trudeau decides to fuck up everyone's gonna go it's because you're going through a divorce and you can't get your shit together like that's that's the first thing that i think <laughs> bro who was that yeah or that is my token classic um if if that's what you think that i mean i wasn't gonna say it i was gonna say canadian yeah but hey that's if that's what you thought right but like man all i'm saying is it's the fact that it got publicized yeah but you can't keep it under wraps I think you can. Well, you know, I think, I I don't think, think you so. can. You're, you're at you the highest level. You should keep it under wraps until it is leaked. No, but, mm -hmm. then, you, but then you look. Then you look back. Why? Why didn't? Why didn't they come out? And That's play? nobody's business. I though. I think you could still play that card because I think everybody's he's entitled get, to their privacy. People are gonna be like, oh, well, why? Why? Why was this hidden from us? Why didn't you? I think Trudeau did that so he can now become full single, ready to mingle, Bro, and okay, he just on. wants the world to know. See, and this yeah. this is my point on Trudeau. I think like when people are talking about how he has been in terms of his time in office. People like our parents, or my mother, loves him because he's a great public speaker. But at the same time, like, what has he done in office? And I think that's how you want a lot of people over, by coming to Eid, uh, by going to different like cultural events and being integrated. But at the same time, when you look at what he's done for economy, the, I think he blames a lot of the debt that incurred because of, because of COVID. But prior to that, he was already $100 billion in debt. 
before any COVID uh, checks were given out. I think that piled on top of like inflation and everything that's going on. On top of that, him getting a divorce is the real issue. I think had he been such a great leader leading up to this point, it wouldn't make as much noise as it would. Because if he has things already held together leading up to this point, a divorce isn't make or break. Sure. Sure, it might it might impact, but at the same time, you know who else? There's only one other prime minister who's had a divorce. It's his dad. Damn. Facts are out now, man. This is generational trauma. <laughs> you know, this is like, you know what? My dad went through a divorce. Now, I'm part of the 50% of the population that's bound to have a divorce. And, th- and that's why it upsets me. It's like, okay, so is 50% of the population now that is going through a divorce, is getting divorced, is about to consider potentially getting divorced, now just scratched off the potential list of getting hired or, or, or getting a, a position of higher power? I don't think so. Uh, like, there should be a degree of separation on that right? Happy wife, happy life, 100%, right? So now to Karam's point, I mean, now it's kind of like, I mean, not to laugh at the guy's pain, but I'm going to do it is like, okay, so all the, all this time of you not living up to the expectations of Canada and our people who are clearly, let's face it, a lot of people are upset at the way he leads our country. A lot of people blame him for the direction of where our country is going. A lot of people who find why it's so expensive to live in Canada in the first place Mm -hmm. is mainly at fault of our leader who has a lot of control over these situations. And this is coming from someone who doesn't look into politics much at all. And I'm aware of these things. That just goes to show, right? And my point is, Ultimately, like, okay, so is it because he's going through a messy relationship that has led to him having blurry mind binded decisions? No, I, th- I think like in terms of the country that I wanted to live in, the country that I was brought to is completely different than what it was when I first got here. So I think it's it's kind of sad to see like things have changed to that level where we can actually talk about a man's divorce as being a part of the reason to help him get off and get out of office. A lot of people that don't like his values and views might even say that. Okay, go again. Sorry, it was just the noise. Uh, I'd say a lot of people that go against what Trudeau's saying, they find it, bro. I can't. I can't. I'm not good with, with like. I have like major. I'm like focusing on this shit. <laughs> no worries, you're good now. It was, it was thundering again. Sorry, guys. Some major thundering on the audio, but we got to fix. I just feel like he's already been unfit to lead for office. And this is one of those things that might be like the nail in the coffin for a lot of guys that want him out of office. They want to use this as maybe more attention and noise. But at the end of the day, aside from divorce, aside from anything else, I don't think he was fit to run in the first place. And I think adding this as a layer, because when you look at countries that, that, have, a, that have core family values, the way he's been constructing it does not give me core family values as a importance of being in Canada. I mean, let's go right into the respect part because if we don't respect Trudeau, there's something. <laughs> there is something we do respect, and that's our peers. <laughs> so, moving along to our next hot topics is uh, yeah, how to gain respect from your peers. I find that something I personally do is. I like to say that it's been something I've been working on. Um, I think as humans, we can be guilty of 
you know, cutting someone off from speaking because we're so excited to say our piece. Or we have an idea of what someone's going to say. And then we, before they finish their point, assume and feel like we know what they're about to say. And I just noticed that, especially lately, people really admire when they feel heard, genuinely heard. Is not just letting them fully finish their point, but also repeating back what they said. And something I do is those things, in addition to, I, I find that there's this concept of when an empath feels someone else's pain. They put themselves in that person's shoes and they actually get emotional about what they're feeling. I've noticed this about myself, especially with emotional movies. I'm a sucker for emotional movies, I realized lately. You know, I went, I saw, um, Priti and I went to Rocky or Ronnie Ek Prem Kahani. Wow. <laughs> it doesn't matter what culture you're from. I swear, man, like, I was holding on Priti's arm. Like, I was going to cry, like, a few times. I'm not even, I'm not lying to you, man. Like, that movie got me emotional. But back to the point is, I'm looking at that movie understanding where those main characters are coming from, feeling their pain, feeling like what they're going through. And then of course, connecting to it, being like, I totally can get what that's like with what I'm experiencing, what I've experienced, you know? So whether it's a movie or whether it's someone, you know, that that's in my life, I, I want them to know that I feel where they're coming from. And, and thus respect is earned. I think how I kind of judge respect is, especially nowadays in TikTok world, it's really hard to find people who take the time to fully understand the full picture. So I think when how people gain respect for me immediately is whether I'm friends with you, I, I might not even like what you're saying. But if I feel like you have a perspective that's fully thought out, that has the full story and full range of emotions attached to it, then I respect your opinion that much more, even if I don't agree with it. So I think how I I try to gain respect from others is do what I say and say what I mean. And at the end of the day, my friends will respect me because I hold myself accountable to my own standards. And then I'd say even like outside of like physical, physically like showcasing, how can you gain respect non-verbally before you even enter? Like you guys are dressed nice. You guys are always looking clean. Shout out Laser Sheer. And... I think even always being presentable because when I was a kid, my dad always shaves every day. We come from an era where now beards are the thing, but back in the day, you had to shave all the time to have that respect, right? Otherwise, you weren't. Uh, do you remember that those times? I kind of do, yeah. Because back in the day, it was like you you had to be have a clean face. If you had any facial hair, you were you weren't corporate. Right now it's kind of switched around, but I think like in that, in those same lines, how the culture is adjusted and changed, I look for respect through people simply by how I show up before I even show up. Like if, if I showered, if I uh, keep my hair clean, if I'm staying in shape, doing all those like little things, when I see somebody, I, they get my immediate respect just by, just by me seeing them and being like, you know, I feel like this person has gone through something to in order to achieve and show up today looking the way that they're looking. So I think that's one of the big things on how I look for respect and how I try to receive respect by 
holding myself accountable to those same standards. And then um, attention span. I think it's so easy to just go through day to day and have an opinion without actually knowing the full picture. And at the end of that, that's the shit. There's so many people that I disagree with, but I respect them a lot simply for the fact that I know that they've taken the time to fully formulate a perspective and have come to that conclusion. There's no empty holds. So to me, those are two big ways that I look for respect and gain respect. Yeah, it's nice. Like whether you agree with them or not, it sounds like you respect someone who has their opinion backed up with facts, or at least you could tell like they've they've done their due diligence to know why they feel a certain way. Yeah, It's kind of funny when you could question someone and go, oh, so why do you think that? And they go, I don't know, because it's cool. Or like, because I was taught that way. <laughs> and it's like, dude, like, wait, like, you, do, you really don't know why. Like, you got to do some digging. You got to go do some soul searching. Go, go to Thailand. Like, go, don't go to Thailand. Just, <laughs> just, just go, go on Google and find out what yeah. you need to do. No, but like, obviously, like, you know, not, not literally. I mean, if you got to yeah. go to Thailand, go. It's a And blast. don't go on Google either. But like, yeah, like, like, <laughs> figure yourself out, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with I agree with both of you guys. I think I think I think respect is earned um, from from the outside. I think I think to I think just to respect yourself, you got to take care of yourself. That's from an initial standpoint. So having self respect, getting up, waking up in the morning, taking care of yourself, cleaning up, you know, haircut, all that, dressing well. I think those are those are like the initial foundations of self respect. But how do you gain respect from your peers? I think there's a lot of nonverbal um, respect that, or sorry, nonverbal behavior that comes and to, to earning that respect, right? So, for example, one of my, I would call it his, him, an older brother to us is Raj. I respect that man a lot. And that's not from the words that he says, but the actions, the way he lives his life. That's That's how I... You know that's how I respect I respect the dude, but it's just how he moves. Mm -hmm. It's just the way he is, and so how he how how has he earned my my respect is just from him taking care of his own house household, um, working on his business, you know all those things, um, and just being a mentor and and a light in our community. You know, um, so as a man, I think having self respect for yourself, taking care of your shit, doing what you say cleaning up after yourself and taking care of those around you and uh and then gaining respect from your peers that's earned you can't you can't just walk around and just fucking you know buy respect you know what i mean i think it's earned by the way you move your actions on a day-to-day -day. so this is gonna be fun let's flip it right let's do full switch what has someone done recently or just at a time in your life where it's maybe not for the normal person they'd feel disrespected maybe someone else would just let it slide but for you you felt disrespected and you you didn't you don't fuck with it and now let's just we're just putting things in reverse and it's on us now so what's something where you're like, yo, when someone acts this way or does this, I find it disrespectful. I, it doesn't line up with my values. Uh, it, it makes you turn a shoulder. It makes you turn the other way. Or it actually makes you speak out. You call that person out. 
Rephrase it one more time. So imagine, right? Like we're flipping the so, script. So this is based on what's made me lose my mind and have no respect for somebody. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Like an element of disrespect. Like yeah. I'm, I'm asking in reverse. Like, what are oh. things that you find are gonna make someone? Sorry, make you not respect somebody. Let's go. I easiest is is not showing up to to a meeting or to a discussed um, communication. Like a not communicating is just that is like a pet peeve of mine. If like you can't communicate to me properly or like the day of we're supposed to 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 meet at a promised point, some way, shape, or form we're supposed to meet, and there's some excuse. And after the, after the second or third excuse, like after the second or third time of trying, I go cold. Like I'm, I'm, I've, I've lost respect for you because you keep rescheduling on me. You know what I mean? Whether it's family, whether it's uh, business, whether it's clients, I, it just means that you don't see my time as worth it for you to prioritize it in your schedule. It means that, oh, I can just, I can just make an excuse and Cassius will be okay with it. It's all good. Ah, we don't have to meet today. Ah, it's all good. Ah, it's all good. It's like, no, after that, I'm just like, I can't. I, I've lost respect for you. Because A, you don't either, there's two things. Either you don't respect my time enough to meet with me or you just don't have your own household in order or your own schedule in order in order to to make this commitment happen. If you can't even commit to that, what is what are we going to do together here? You know what I mean? It's interesting you say that, right? Because it's like from the sales aspect of things, I, I battle with this now too. Because you reach a point in your respective career where you know your value, you know what you could provide someone, they don't show up. So why should you do the chasing? And I, I, I teeter-totter with that. I'll be very honest to this day. Mm-hmm. I know life happens for some people. They may have forgotten. I'm, I'm, I'm always giving the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And I've had moments even recently where I'm like, no, I'm still going to make this person part of my follow-up. Am I going to follow up as much? No. But I've gained in a unique way based off this conversation respect from that person for being like, hey, like if you didn't follow up, I, I, I wouldn't have shown up and actually signed up. But I totally get where you're coming from. We're like, sometimes it's like you ask yourself, is it even worth it? Because am I going to be playing chase with this type of client for the foreseeable future? Yeah, it's not even about it's not even about that. Like, if things come up, that's fine, right? Things come up. You it's you got repeated. It's it's a repeated behavior, right? Like second, third, fourth time. Okay, now this you're not getting mm-hmm. you're not getting my time anymore. You either you know what I mean? Like it's it's very it's it's like unless unless you are an individual who runs a million miles an hour and you are running four companies and you are running and you have literally no time and you are trying to pocket and squeeze me in into that that's different and 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 who you are actually uh, it, it varies for if me. If Elon, if we're tra- trying to get a meeting with Elon, exactly, and he has to reschedule four times, it's different. Than- That's different, right? Because Elon is on a different stratosphere, right? I disagree. I think with Elon, if he set an appointment with me and he doesn't show up, and yeah, sure, if I'm automatically going to now be on the premise of recognizing that, oh, what a busy guy, oh, he's got so much more on the go, what about me? I would still feel so, disrespected uh, it, if Elon it, didn't show up. So it depends on leverage. 
it depends on leverage in 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 the case right who has leverage i feel like it anyway it's funny you say that this is like that movie uh that nike uh was recently uh you know displayed in 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 a true story of but yeah air and it was where there was a point in the meeting where michael jordan and this actually happened him and his parents were ready to meet the Nike executives of like the, the VP of, of, of the NBA for Nike handling all of the deals for the NBA. And one of the VPs goes to the CEO of Nike and was like, make sure you show up late. And, he, and the, the CEO's like, why? He's like, because leverage, like you said, they were talking about, it shows how busy you are and how much you don't really care. They, when they see that, that, that you don't care as much, they're going to want, you to care more yeah. like that psychological aspect right it is, it is. yeah I, but I, I at the end of the day i i think even a guy like elon like we're using him as an example i don't think he would show up late because it takes time to get to that level and i think like he's a man that's respected simply because he says what he's gonna do and he does what he says right so uh, we're using him as a scapegoat example <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I don't even think he himself would be in that position. Otherwise, he wouldn't actually agree to the meetings. So, but I agree, it is a leverage game at that at that tier. I think where somebody nobody's directly disrespected me, although I hate all of you. <laughs> but I'd say in general, the people that really piss me off are the ones that will have an opinion when they're not even doing the same thing. You know, like it's it's for example in the basketball training world. I'll hear stuff sometimes, oh, I don't like this guy's method because so-and-so, right? I'm like, well, sure, but I have this person who's had results from it, this person who's had results from it. It's not my word. It's my results that hold that leverage. So if you want to have an opinion, then go ahead. Fucking show them how to do it. Otherwise, shut the fuck up, <laughs> stupid ass hoe. <laughs> oh, hello. You're in laws. Oh, hello. <laughs> but no. Um, I think, I think it's just so funny, like how, but it's, it's the same, same thing about the mindset, you know, like a lot of people that I see that are closed minded or even the people who are saying these things, it went back to the, the term of respect. I, I know exactly who the guy was and I'm like, you know what? This guy doesn't even respect himself. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I looked at him and I was like, you don't even respect yourself. Why would I even respect your words? Right. And it came back to that. And I think it's even interesting. We're talking about it now, but at the end of the day, sometimes what really ticks me off is how people think everything is so easy. The reason why you have respect for Raj and it's nonverbal is because he's achieved things and you understand how hard it is to get those things. And that's where the respect comes from. It's not the fact that he has them. It's like we have respect for those doing more than us, where I think a lot of the community and a lot of people in this day and age have no respect for people who are actually doing something and working towards something and will have an opinion before they even try it themselves. Facts, man. Yeah. Facts. Is that camera on? Yeah. It is? Okay. Yeah, Just want to make sure. Did I swear? I kind of blacked out a little bit. No, no. That was nice. And that's that's the passion, baby. That's the passion. You know what I'm saying? Like, not even next topics. This is still a very heated topic. And how dare you say next topics before even getting my answer? Okay? Because I really want to answer my own question. I never answered my own question. Thank you very much. And if I did, what was my answer? Tell me my answer. You said it was respect. Bro. It was respect to being disrespected? Bro, he had a 20-minute intro to respect. 
that wasn't his answer, bro. That's dirty, bro. Is this answer. guy listening, bro? This is the thing. I'm going to share what I find very disrespectful. Okay? Because I get my turn. Thank you very much. Okay? Is... It, I want this written on Brave MMA and Fitness's wall somewhere. It's so cliche and cheesy, but actions speak louder than words, right? Here's the thing. I see it in some of my students. The students that talk less and do more are going to become better faster, and they're going to reap and sow the benefits of becoming a true martial artist. Which, let's face it, every person that signs up to do martial arts, they're chasing some element of becoming a true, dedicated martial artist. On the flip side, the person that talks more, they talk more, they end up doing less. It, it, it's automatic. I saw it. I saw it with my own eyes, especially now going full-time into this. And naturally... Do I get disrespected by it? No, but it does tick me off a little bit. And I notice how I show up. I'll give you kind of an example. The same person that talks more and does less does not show up on time. They don't. They don't show up on time. They don't um, like show up when they're supposed to show up, even in private lessons. Like, it's your money. It's your time. End of the day, like, you're supposed to be here at 8. We're going 8 to 9. You want to show up at 820? You want to take your time? You want to talk? You want to chat? Okay, now we have maybe 30, 20 minutes of work. Compare that to the other guy. Messages, we still good for this time? Yes. They show up 15 minutes beforehand. They warm up. They're ready, warm, ready to go right at 8. They have a full hour of time with me. Guess what? I shit you not. That person's getting extra time. Automatically. That person's going to get more of me. Automatically. Mm -hmm. that person is going to get all of that because I see that through their actions and not what they're saying, they care. They genuinely want to get better. And as a coach, as someone that runs my own gym, I feed off that. I'm not even caring about the clock anymore. The person that shows up late, I'm looking at the clock. Naturally, I'm not going to lie to you. And there's an element of disrespect there because now if you're just saying it, you just want to be like everyone else that wants it, but isn't willing to put the work in. And that's where I notice, like, especially in my industry, I don't know if it's relevant to in basketball nowadays, Definitely. but like, man, like, because the greatest of all time make it look so easy, it allows these critics to say they could do it. And then when it comes to trying, they get a taste of it and they see how actually hard it is to do it. So then they just become like, Someone who looks like they're doing it when they're hardly trying. And when reality hits them in the face, they get to really see what is this really like? And you got to put more time in. That's it. Like, don't be a Joe Schmo half blow. Next topic. That's <laughs> it. Joe man. Schmo half blow? Yeah, bro. I just made that up too. If you want your own taglines, <laughs> if you want your own taglines, hit me up. You know where to find me. 